Hello everyone, in today's episode I'm joined with Martin and Martin has Crohn's disease and today we're going to be hearing about his journey and, and his story um, with, with Crohn's. So thank you Martin um, for joining me today. Hi, hi. Hello everybody. So so Martin, just to start off, if you, if you'd just like to say a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well I've, um, I'm 50 years old now, I've had Crohn's for 32 years. Um, as with many people, I was diagnosed in my late teens, um, started losing weight, um, vomiting, and the doctor referred us to the hospital and had an endoscopy and they said I had stomach ulcers. Um, they cleared up and then I carried on deteriorating and then eventually the doctor, the consultant at the time said um, hospital. So, um, I spent a week in hospital, they did a raft of tests, back then it was barium meal. Um, a breath test where they te- tested absorption, which has all changed now. This is this is going back a long time. Obviously, uh, a, a lot of bloods, etc. I was discharged, and then a few weeks later on, he, he, he pulled us back into the office and said, "I'm sorry to tell you, you've got Crohn's." Um, I'd never heard of it. I, I'd heard of colitis. Um, I hadn't. My mum's auntie had a had colitis, um, but I'd never heard of Crohn's. Um, I was still pretty poorly. I was about nine, ten stone, uh, six foot tall, and in a lot of pain, pretty much all the time. And then I was admitted to hospital to have a resection, which was about 1991. Um, didn't do much good, to be fair. I was worse when I had had the resection. I came out. I was just carried on, you know, very low weight. My ankles swelled up. My protein levels were so low. Just pretty poorly, um, and then the, the, he suggested that they tried an elemental diet, which involved six weeks with no food. Um, and uh, some people may have heard of it. Um, it's it's a pre-digested food, similar to what you would have sip um, fed like, yeah. nasally, but you could drink it. It was barely palatable, but you could drink it. So I had six pints of that to drink every day. Um, and no food, like I said. And then after the six weeks, introduced some foods um, to see if there was anything that would was a trigger. Because back then it wasn't even discussed that it was an autoimmune disease. There was there was many many things bandied around that could have caused it, from measles vaccination to washing up liquid. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't as advanced as things are now, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but the, uh, the short, a short course of pred, um, six week course of pred, and the elemental diet, and I went back into remission, and I steadily started gaining weight, and spent several years with no symptoms whatsoever. Um, so this would have been about '94. Um, obviously, I was working, I was just living a normal life. Um, that went on with obviously the occasional flare-up until about 2008 um, when I things started getting worse again and they said right we'll have you in do an MRI scan see what's happening and that was when they said there's a lot of scarring a lot of um, strictures etc you're going to need a, another resection so I had that done in 2008 things improved slightly um, less flare-ups and things like that and obviously the pain of having strictures and you know, 
bolting, etc., that sort of uh, subsided for a while. Then 2018, again, I was working again. 2018, um, I was a deputy manager at a local college doing IT. Um, went on holiday at the Dominican Republic. Fine, you know, living a normal life. Yeah. Came back, this was in September, and then by November, I was uh, uh, dramatically going downhill. And a lot of pain, weight was just dropping off us. I went down to about eight stone. Um, by March 2018, sorry, 2019, March 2019, I was pretty much on death's door. I was bedridden, I couldn't get out of bed um, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Took, took us into hospital, couldn't I'm trying to narrow it, you know, squeeze it down a bit. Obviously, there's a lot going on. Um, but they admitted us to hospital to get a hitman line put in and put us on PN feeding with the idea of bulking us up a little bit to then have another resection and take out the damaged gut. When they did the MRI, they saw that um, I had a lot of uh, fistulas and there was a lot of, it's not nice to talk about, but I'm sure all. Uh, 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 used to all this, but um, yeah, there was a lot of nasty stuff leaking out of my pelvic cavity, uh, which was causing a massive infection. Um, so they had to put a drain into my backside, through my backside into my pelvic mm. cavity, which was the worst thing I've ever had done. They did it in a CT scanner, um, took a scan, put the needle through, took another scan, put the needle further through, and it was it, the pain was horrendous. But anyway, yeah, that was done. Had the drain in for a week. Um, and then I was told um, that I would need an ostomy uh, to defunction the, the damaged gut that was below the um, where the ostomy would be, where they would form the stoma. So yeah. it would, therefore, obviously, nothing would be leaking out in the pelvis and hopefully the infection would come, would, would get under control. And, start putting some weight on again with the PN and that worked um, yeah the, the idea was to go back several weeks after or a few weeks after six weeks or whatever after that after I had the ostomy to have another resection um, but then COVID struck and I've sort of been getting you know steadily putting weight on um, I've got no pain now I'm on PN, obviously. There's the said from the damage that I've got, um, I'll have PN for the rest of my life. I haven't got enough working gut left to to live on. If I if I stop the PN, although I can't eat, um, obviously goes through a little bit and then straight out the ostomy. Yeah. Um, I haven't got enough working gut to absorb food to live on. I would just lose weight, and you know, the worst would happen. But. Um, Obviously, the PN keeps me weight stable, and and that's that. So there was another hiccups a few months after that. This would have been August, September, September maybe, uh, 2019. I woke up one morning and uh, oh, sorry, I, I forgot as well. I had it. I should mention I had a DVT in my leg from lying in bed all day, uh, like bed being bedridden. Yeah. Um, full length DVT from the from my groin to my ankle. The main artery was just clogged solid with blood, blood clot. 
So obviously I was putting a, a load of blood then as to try and um, relieve that. Yeah, of course, but yeah. like I say, one morning I woke up and I had this dark patch in the centre of my left eye. So I phoned the opticians and they said, get yourself straight to the emergency clinic at the local um, hospital. Um, I went up there, took scans of my back and my eye and they said I'd had a stroke in my left eye for blood clot. So, and then it hit me with the, da the, that, the damage is permanent, so I, I lost part of the vision in my left eye. So yeah, obviously I lost my job. Um, I, I couldn't couldn't work. Um, it was a it was a it was a pretty daunting time. Um, but thankfully, I've, I've pretty much clawed my way back to a reasonable level of, um, of fitness and uh, get try and get out as much as I can. Try and exercise as much as I can. Um, and things are stable. I'm, I had an MRI done not long ago, um, and they said that things are pretty much just the same. So I'm due to see the surgeon next Tuesday in clinic, and it was to discuss surgery, but they're quite happy just to leave things the way they are. If I'm happy living with the ostomy, yeah. um, then they're, they're quite happy to suspend the surgery. The last time I saw the surgeon, he was he was saying things like um, huge risks, and you know that way, and it's not worth robbing the boat. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think like the surgery is it's quite scary, isn't it? Like just like thinking yeah, it about is. it. Um, it is. Yeah. It is, and the, and the fact that they'll be obviously having to remove more gut that's already defunctioned. So if it's defunctioned. It's not doing any harm being there. Um, I, I did ask the question, and can it stay there indefinitely? And, and yeah, it can because it's 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 got its own. It's got a blood supply. It's it's just not having food passed through it, so therefore doesn't seem to get active Crohn's in it. And they have said, I don't know if, if, if many of you as have had ostomy reversals, um, but a lot of people I've spoke to say they have huge problems after having an ostomy reverse. And it's just not a chance I'm willing to take um, while, while things are, are stable. Yeah, well, we've had like quite a lot of people on the podcast, mine, that have had mm. like like stomas and like mm. like a like a like you, and like like um because it, I I do find it very interesting when talking about like different like, like people have stomas. Because um, yeah. it, even if you don't have one yourself, you kind of like even people listening that um, possibly maybe fear having one. Um, Absolutely. Because Absolutely. It, is, it is quite scary. Like um, when you think about it, and like um, maybe it's a possibly last resort. It helps. I, I hear it helps Absolutely. a lot of people. And like it's a, I think on top of Crohn's, like it's hard. It maybe takes a while for you to maybe cope and ha ha have like Crohn's to deal with and learn what it is but I think having like maybe a stoma or, or something like that is, is, is although it, it possibly can help like your situation but it's a totally different thing on top I think mm. absolutely I, I, I spent my entire life um, fighting tooth and nail not to have a platostomy um, it was a I'll have one if, if I'm on death's door sort of attitude like many many people are but now I'm actually fighting to keep it um just it, 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 
yes, it's yes, it takes a lot of work. Yes, changing bags. Yes, you have leaks. Yes, there's a lot of downsides. There's times you can have a leak. The bag may leak in the middle of the night. You've got to get up. You've got to go in the shower. You're tired. You've got to strip the bed. You've got, and it's sort of that is soul destroying when that happens. But and it will happen. It does happen. But it can happen when you're out in the shops. That takes change of respect, set of clothes in the boot of the car in case the worst happens. But I wouldn't swap it and go back to or take the chance of going back to the way things were. Um, so no, I'll live, I, I'm quite happily live with it. And I would advise anybody who is really, really struggling. And if a doctor says an ostomy is the is the way forward, do it. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. do it. Yeah, if it helps you, and it maybe like like reduces like the like what's happening, and mm. although like even in remission sometimes like mm. like um like although you may not feel as much as like like all the information is there and mm. stuff like that, like you can still get symptoms. I feel like even if you're Absolutely. in remission, um, Absolutely. I still get you can get still get symptoms with an ostomy. A few people obviously follow on Instagram. Um, Crohn's fighting. Um, she's she's just she's had a, a pretty rough time lately, having a flare up. She's got a permanent uh, ileostomy, and she's got active Crohn's at the minute. So it, you can't it can't happen, but, but you, the, the chance of it happening and the recovery time is is, is a lot better um, than it would be with just a normal gut. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's time consuming. It is time consuming. It's it's hugely time consuming being on PN feeding. Um, you hooked up to a drip. I'm I'm quite lucky in the respect that I'm hooked up to a drip. Only twelve hours. Um, I know a, a young lad who's hooked up to a drip twenty four seven, all day every day. As a he keeps his food and a his feed in a rucksack that he takes if he needs to go out. So I'm quite lucky in that respect. I, I just just hook it up overnight but the, the sterilization procedures are horrendously strict I mean the line in your chest into a main artery next to your heart so the, the infection risk is huge if it's not you know if you don't keep the being sterile and follow the proper procedures I took two weeks in hospital to be trained how to do it um, so that's that's hugely time consuming not to mention all the stock that you have delivered and, and things like that so it's it's very, very time-consuming, but it, it's, it's it's keeping us alive, basically, and that's the way we've got to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I, yeah, honestly, I honestly would not be here if it wasn't for having the PN and Hickman um, Lane. I was that close to death being on death's door. Don't want to scare anybody. I mean, obviously, people with mild Crohn's, there's, there's different severities. Yeah. yeah um, but I've always had very, very aggressive Crohn's. Because of the amount of resections that I've had, or basically all they've done is just chop out more damaged gut and chop out more damaged gut to the point where I just didn't have enough gut left to live on. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's a shame, like how like bad it can affect some people, like, like yourself, Martin. Like, 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 like you had, you've had like your crime has been pretty rough, and like, um, like, like, that pain as well. And like, yeah. I, I, I do like feel for everyone like yeah, like um especially Absolutely. in a pan especially in a pandemic as well um yeah because like i think even before the pandemic like we were, 
uh, I know I was always careful about like mm. um, like knowing that you're quite common to catch things anyway but yeah, I mean, yeah. that, a pandemic on top here and then that, that that puts the more fear uh, into it absolutely and, uh, and as well the, the effects of mental health on uh, it hasn't been very a very easy time um, unfortunately I uh, as I've already spoke to you about, uh, also the, another casualty of the whole thing was uh, my 17-year marriage went um, went down the, down the pan. It's very very difficult to keep up a relationship when you're that poorly and um, and that amount of medical care and these things these things happen. Um, so not long after recovering, having to find somewhere to live and decorate start from scratch was another massive kick in the teeth but I've done it um, got my own place I've got it decorated with the help from my daughters and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah doing my best yeah, yeah. yeah like you said unfortunately these things happen and like I think yeah. like the things with having Crohn's is like I think the main thing is when like you have understanding people that yeah. like are in your life and like uh, they understand like the condition like they, they understand maybe you may not be seeing like people at the moment um, Absolutely. like because it is hard to see people like like um especially like with the fear of the unknown with like covid and not knowing if someone yeah. has it and, and like it is scary times still scary times even though yeah. the pandemic started a year a year ago mm. um and we're sitting we're still here yeah, indeed. It, it, it's difficult with obviously if people with with any any chronic illness. or you know, it's it's difficult to maintain any sort of social life anyway. I mean, you could be planning on going out, and then you feel ill. I mean, it could be anything: Crohn's, or asthma, or arthritis, or any any chronic illness. Um, it's difficult to maintain a social life as it is. Yeah, but you have to just get by. You have to just get by and do what you can. I mean, I, I post a lot of fitness stuff as, as much as I can on Instagram, and um, uh, partly uh, uh, the fitness that drives me is to because of the fear of uh, the DVT and the clot and the what happened to my eye is uh, the, the, the driving fear of the, is to avoid that happening again. So keeping active uh, and things like that. Is, and keep as fit as possible is is my is the is the driving thing behind trying to keep fit and, and do as much as I can. Um, but it helps mentally as well. Yeah, it, it definitely does because I, I I always remember at the start of the pandemic where I had to I was in the, in, in the shielding I was in the shielding yeah. where you had to stay in for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, so although that I didn't mind doing that because I know how. how like knowing what the coronavirus is and how, how bad it was at that yeah. time so like staying in quite a long time and then and then when I did eventually go out like going for my walks and, and like thin written the breathing against my face like I kind of felt hang on like it like it and it kind of reminds you like what kind of stuff you miss yeah yeah absolutely just just walk along the beach listen to the waves just walk in the woods Listen to birds and, the, and, the, and, and just being you know, more with nature rather than you know cramping the shops and things like that. It, it helps. It helps mentally. It helps you relax. Um, 
yeah, absolutely. I try and spend time just to just go and sit in the garden and, and just unwind a little bit. Um, it all helps, um, without a doubt. It's, it's difficult, it's very difficult um, at the minute, obviously, with, like you say, with COVID. Hopefully, we're, we're near in the end now. <laughs> I've had both my vaccines. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I, I hopefully, hopefully, we are at the end. We can do maybe more. Maybe like, although we're not going to treat it the same as beforehand. Like, yeah. um, we are allowed to do more. And, uh, yeah. You're, you're, I think we're always going to feel that there's a risk of doing things and seeing yeah. people, but got to try and live our best life absolutely yeah i mean i set up just before covid it would have been about february um last year i set up a, a group for people in the northeast of england with uh, who are on pn feed and have ostomies things like that um because there's 140 patients at the freeman hospital in newcastle who are on in the northeast who are on pn feed so i set up a support group on facebook and but a lot of members joined obviously or majority of the people who are on on PN in the, in the area and I organised a few coffee mornings and well, but then Covid struck and that's it, it kind of knocked it on the head uh, but hopefully I'm going to start that again and meet up with a few people again and um, yeah. when things start opening up yeah. um, it's good to it's good to talk to people with with similar issues yeah yeah I, I, I definitely agree because yeah. I, like that you understand they understand you more than rather than maybe someone that who doesn't yeah. maybe have like like to, to, to similar experiences than yourself yeah indeed indeed yeah absolutely yeah because i like when i was diagnosed in um 2017 i didn't yeah. i never heard of crohn's before um no right it kind of just like you just got told I just got told I had Crohn's and then that was that and then having to learn about it although like you'd have IBD now to tell you a little yeah. bit about it but you kind of yeah. want to find out a bit more for yourself and then absolutely uh, and then I, I'll send it to you like any aspect where I lost a lot of weight um, and yeah. before I was diagnosed it was oh, I, I probably slightly brought that on like, yeah. well, I, well, even going through pictures, seeing how like yeah. skinnier I was and how much I lost weight, and I was, and then I started not to eat anything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. eat anything, and dinner, when I did, dinner. and when I did eat, I, like, I say I had a meal at dinner time, and then I didn't eat it. Like, I, I, I tried a little bit, and then I would feel really full, like I've had yeah. a whole meal. Yeah, and. Uh, I, you don't I, want to eat, do you? I mean, uh, you don't want to eat if you know it's going to cause you pain. If you don't want to no, eat, yes, you're going to be lying. Absolutely, I was the same. And uh, yeah, a lot of people think that a lot of people think that they've got cancer when they before they're diagnosed. Um, I certainly did. I, I fully believed back when I back in when I was 18, the amount of weight I was losing. I started passing blood when I was on the loo. And I firmly believed I had cancer. I was 100% convinced that I had cancer. And then when the doctor turned around and said I had Crohn's disease, it was like, you know, what's that? Yeah, I, I, I suppose, like, between cancer and Crohn's, like, of course you don't want either of them, but... No. Um, like, uh, I suppose it's at least something that you don't know. 
Like, like, yeah. like, like, like with cancer, it's probably maybe a bit more scary if, if you're getting told you had cancer. Um, Absolutely. But like, like with Crohn's, although it's horrible, it's horrible to have, but at least you learn about what what it is. And I, and then because I wasn't eating anything, I was put on these liquid drinks. Yeah. Where I didn't like them either. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, probably Fortisib, was it? Was it those milkshake yeah, drinks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's, it's like those milkshake drinks, and then there was like a ton of them in the cupboard. And I did couldn't eat them either. <laughs> like to yeah. drink them, and then to get diagnosed, I had a cocainolithopy, um, yeah. and I had another horrible drink like La Prep, mm-hmm. along with that, and that's how I got diagnosed and yeah. um, I wouldn't say it took too long although like it's easy to get misdiagnosed as well having Crohn's mm. isn't it like you could easily get mm. misdiagnosed oh yeah absolutely 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 yeah yeah, uh, 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 yeah I mean it's it's normally the that's normally the procedure now they do the um, stool sample and then uh, if that shows yeah, the, the levels are high then they'll it's a colonoscopy or an endoscopy and a biopsy. It's, it's it, like I say, it's a lot easier to diagnose. You get a diagnosis now. It, it's still quite hard, but it's a lot easier now than it was back when I was diagnosed in the late in the eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, it was a varying meal. Where you drank, you drank this horrible liquid stuff, and, and obviously they took X-rays. It wasn't even like CT scan back then. It was a, it was X-rays. So yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very hard. It is. It's very hard. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. And I think as well. I think obviously because Crohn's is, is a lifelong condition, um, and obviously there's the awareness that needs to be raised with what people think. People think Crohn's. It's oh, it's just IBS or. Or you've just got a jimmy belly, you know. They don't realise that the, the damage that that Crohn's can do to your, your digestive system and the permanent damage that it does. Um, I'm a, a living example of that for, for sure, as are obviously many other people. Um, yeah, yeah, it's hard. Like, like, uh, it can like it's hard for everyone. It, like, I think it, even some people. Do find it hard to speak about like crimes and their yeah. own crimes so yeah. maybe they can get judged like they speak about it and yeah but i think it's very important to speak about it like um even just to one person yeah. one person's better than nobody because Absolutely. um because I, I think i think it was a bit three months back where um i think a person had arthritis um, mm-hmm. I think passed away because uh, he, 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 he was that uh, ashamed like, of his condition that, mm-hmm. that people would make fun of him. And but, yeah, was that the chap who refused to have an ostomy? I think he refused. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, but, but because like he, he he was that ill when like he was that afraid of what people would think of him that because it it got really bad and then he didn't tell anyone and then fortunately passed away. But yeah, I think. I know that. there was something flying. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I was, yeah, I, was, I know there was some, somebody in the news late last year. You know, it was, uh, he, he refused having an ostomy. He was really poorly, and, and he uh, he passed away. So maybe the same guy. Yeah, it, it's it might so be the same sad guy. because 
Yeah, but it's so sad. You know, it, 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 it brought it home to me because I was like, I was so against having an ostomy as well. And I, I felt like saying if I could just meet the guy, and if, he, if I could have met him and just said, you know, look, this is what it does to you. I think if I remember rightly, it was he was worried about relationships and things, but how it would affect his relationship if he had an ostomy. Well, yeah, yeah, I think. Like it's it's easier said than done. Like because right, Absolutely. like it can't. I know I haven't got one myself, but I can imagine it, it's hard for anyone to mm. say that. Or even say you got like a chronic illness. At the oh start. yeah, I'm, yeah, absolutely. I still, I still wouldn't go swimming in case somebody made a past comment or things like that. I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't bother us or I should just, or whatever. I mean, it would be very difficult going swimming anyway with a Hickman lane because you've yeah. got to put, you've got to keep that dry. So I would have to put a, people who, you can go swimming, it's not un, it's not impossible, but you have people who do it, you've got to put an ostomy bag over the top of that because obviously it's, it's a very, very strong glue that keeps your ostomy bag on. So it would stick around the your Hickman lane site so you would effectively have two bags on, one on your chest and one on your side. Um, it just seems an awful lot of hassle to me as well, just just to go swimming, but it affects your life, yeah, without a doubt, it affects your life. And and, and the part of that is in case someone makes a comment in, in the swimming pool and says, oh, you shouldn't be swimming with, yeah, you know, with, with an Aussie. Yeah, you know, I suppose as well, like about swimming, People do have like a stomach, like they, I suppose, like because it's a like, especially when there's lots of people in there, you might be afraid that someone might get, like, like come into contact with you and like disrupt it. Yeah, indeed, like that. indeed, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's a shame to think that I, that, that I can't do that. If I, if, I, if I did go on holiday again, which would be difficult, it is again possible to go with when, when you're on PN feeding. Um, but you've got to you've got to get the the feed shipped to the airport. The whole paperwork's got to be done. I mean, apparently the company who supplies your your PN feeding does all that for you. All sends it all to the airport and it goes in a special hold in the lockout of the plane and it gets there at the other end. And you obviously need a hotel room with a refrigerator in to keep the feed in. It, it, it's it's a huge uh, monumental task to do it, but it, it can be done. But yeah. I doubt it would be something that I would try, especially for any. Just like long distance, or again for any long period, I may get away for it. Possibly get away for a weekend or something. But yeah, yeah, it, it affects your life. It, it affects your life greatly. So, and again, partly why it's difficult to difficult strain on on relationships. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it, that is hard. Like I think people that like it's hard. Like even to. Right, be in a relationship with someone that who maybe put who, who, who maybe doesn't have it, but if they don't, I think it's fine. Like if, yeah. if they don't, because not everyone has a chronic illness, and like I wouldn't wish it upon anyone to have it, even yeah. though I have it myself. Um, yeah. And like I always say that I don't. I, now I have it. There's no point feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> Um, yeah. Because I, I've had, I'll say I've had it for a while now, um, but you just got to like, like I try to keep like, I, like be as happy as I can because, well, like, yeah. although 
there's tough times with having Crohn's and there's not so tough times. There's better, there's better times where yeah. you're you better like like um, absolutely yeah. I mean you you you're a, you're very active on on Instagram and yeah. obviously you're doing podcasts and things. So and that helps as well. It helps it help it helps because you're helping other people and. I find that rewarding. I've, I've quite often volunteered to, to go on the ward at the hospital and, and speak to people who are in the position I was in when I was eight stone and close to organ failure. Um, I would do it tomorrow. I would go and help anybody and speak to anybody. Yeah. Just to yeah. give something back. Um, yeah. yeah, I think right, communicating is very important um, uh, as absolutely. well. And it raises awareness. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, I think, like, raising awareness is like, it, can, it kind of keeps us occupied, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've been inspired by a few people myself on, on Instagram, like Chronically Fit, the, the, the guy in America. He's, I was amazed that you could, you could get a physique like that with an ostomy. I was, I was always under the impression, oh, you have an ostomy, you can't lift anything, you can't do anything in case you, you get a hernia or whatever, but, it, it, again, it can be done if you start slowly and you, you, you know, you gradually get an exercise. You can, you can do it if you strengthen the muscles up around your ostomy, you, and you, or you wear a support belt and things. It, it, again, it, it can be done, and that, that's something that I, I have done. I haven't gone swimming and I haven't gone abroad, but I, I do try and go to the gym as much as I can. It, again, to, to try and avoid any, any future complications by things like blood clots and things because. They did say that the blood clot that I had in my leg has damaged all the valves in my legs, so I'll get a lot of edema and things like that. So that could be painful when walking. Um, all these all these secondary complications, uh, uh, you know, have come from being so ill. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, that's my driving force to try and uh, keep as fit as possible. Yeah, I think I think that is really important, and like. I know, like, like uh, especially when the uh, weather gets like hotter, yeah, yeah, I think most people will be wanting to do that. Like, although it's it's very important. Like, although like so, some people may think people crones can't do anything just because they've got that condition. Maybe makes them more vulnerable. Makes them like on lots of yeah. medication, but we can still do these. Still, still do these things we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Just do them when you can. If you feel poorly, rest. If you don't, do as much as you can when you can. That, yeah. that would be my advice. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just sitting, in the, even if it's just going for a short, just go and sit down on the beach instead of sitting in the house watching TV. Just, just go and sit down, the, drive, get, jump in the car, and go and sit with the window down at the beach. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, lucky enough to live next to the beach. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I think like the beach might be a bit like busy in the summer <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah there will be this year because not many people going abroad no <laughs> no like um a holiday would be nice like mm. what but although when people do allow us to go to a, on holidays it'll be busy won't it? <laughs> lots of people absolutely. we wanted to go absolutely um, yeah absolutely but, but hopefully we'll have better times ahead with uh when the lockdown ends and yeah, yeah, I, I, I hope I so. Yeah, <laughs> we've we got to think like, yeah, we've got to think good, not like, although 
like there's there's been good things to take out of the pandemic as well i think indeed indeed although it's been uh not nice maybe not mm-hmm. doing the things i can't do the things we want to do mm-hmm. i even see people but a lot i think like um in a way it was good the pandemic that was at this like like maybe this century because um we're gonna have like all these like mobile phones we might we'll be a bit, a bit lost oh yeah absolutely i think it's given people as well a bit of a chance to reset their lives and, and you know and just, you know maybe some people change career paths some people have started work it's being self-employed and things a lot of good things have come from um, from the lockdown as well i mean it, it's obviously put a huge strain on it on on people's mental health but some people have embraced the time being at home and started their own successful businesses and you know it, it, it has it did show me uh, it was difficult over the winter the lockdown over the winter was, was far worse for me than the lockdown last march april may etc because obviously the weather was much better you could you were allowed out for an hour's exercise or or just sitting in the garden in the sun but over the winter it was it, that was hard yeah. yeah, yeah, but of course, like because especially when uh, like the winter is like the season where people do pick up colds, um, yeah, as well, right, and especially in a pandemic, that'll be very hard to notice if someone actually had like normal cold or is it yeah. COVID because it's like it's very like unknown. But I do feel like in the future that because we have like people have flu jab every year. I think there might be like maybe a COVID jab that we have like regularly each year, oh, yeah. maybe to keep it a bit under control. Absolutely, that's almost almost a certainty. There'll be a booster jab. In fact, the, the doctor who gave me my set was a doctor who gave me a second jab. It wasn't a nurse. He was a GP. Um, he said, "Be prepared. You you'll be getting a booster jab in the autumn." So yeah, yeah. I can live with that. If it's, 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 if, you know, <laughs> Just added the re- the list of as as everybody with Crohn's and any chronic illness or no, obviously the yeah raft of blood tests that you have done and yeah all the time yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah all those blood tests or getting that yeah right like, like I think when you do have a chronic illness like Crohn's you you, you will get used you get used to having all these injections and all absolutely. these blood tests and at yeah. first it may be a bit scary right. Like, was, was but, for me. but like, like for me, I, I know I used to not like blood tests. I always used to have like the cold, the cold water patch. You know, like look at the cold, like um, thing that point point in your arm to make mm-hmm. not feel it as much. But now I don't do that <laughs> because yeah. I, just, I, I just say I, it makes my arm go cold. If if I don't have it, if I don't have that and just have it done, my heart, mm-hmm. my my arm won't feel cold at the end. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Well, well, thank you, Martin. It, it's been a, no it's problem. been a, it's been a, a, a really nice chat and, and hearing like your story with Crohn's and like Anytime. Uh, journey. I just hope I haven't scared anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sure you haven't. We're, we're just telling like how, how it is, like how it can be, because it can be scary. Can be. It can be scary. Absolutely, it can be, but obviously, yeah. I will stress again, there are the, the treatments out there, and um, be that biological treatments or surgical treatments or an ostomy or whatever. If you're newly diagnosed with Crohn's, you know, just 
put some, put your faith in the in the, in the medical professionals because um, saved my life a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I think that people are like the, the hospitals, like IBD nurses as well, and yeah. like and consultants are, and they are, they are really good. And like yeah. for everyone who's new diagnosed and new to all this, like they, they are very nice. Like um, I know especially my 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 IBD nurses, are like uh, especially like if I'm in a flare, like, like they always check on you, have have to have these yeah. regular blood tests. But um, yeah. that although like there are bad times there are better times as well absolutely absolutely great well yeah anytime um anytime well thank you again martin and um have a nice rest of the day no problem you too thank you thanks bye-bye bye-bye